Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Taylor Adams and Associates. 
<laughs> well, we have a lot of great people on our national team. So what I'm going to first start with, the Urban Tech Fair is the brainchild of Jim Newson, a.k.a. the Digital Drummer. This show, The Digital Drummer, Jim Newsom with Urban Tech Talk on the radio, is the official radio broadcast for the Urban Tech Fair. So, Jim, if you could first just, you know, to give us a little bit about you and how you came, you know, what inspired you to create the Urban Tech Fair. And then we'll go into details about exactly what it is. Uh. I'm a, a technologist and a community activist, and I've got 30 years' experience in the communication and technology industry uh, from building, uh, being a part of building the first cable system here in Southern California in 1980, I believe that was 81, uh, to being involved on the... Uh, latest uh, social networking platforms such as Ubu and Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest. Uh, I've spent my life in technology. I love technology. I promote technology. And one of the things I've noticed as as someone that's out there and reading posts and and, and involving themselves in the uh, World Wide Net every day is that there was so much positive uh, things going on, so many good programs, so many good initiatives, ideas, posts that were being put across every day. And I was looking at it, and I said, but when you turn on the news, you don't hear about this. When you open up the paper, you don't hear about this. You don't hear about what's going on in our community to make us proud of ourselves. And we always talk about taking back the media, but as we all know in this industry, uh, content is king. What are you going to put on the new radio stations? What are you going to put on YouTube? What are you going to put out there relative to your community? How are you going to rep your city and all the good things that are happening, all the people that are volunteering and and working in different programs in the hood to better everybody, not just themselves? And so that was the inspiration. Uh, And being that I'm uh, involved in uh, social media, I have over 30,000 followers, uh, 20,000 on uh, on uh, MySpace alone. I know nobody goes to MySpace anymore, but 1,000 on Black Planet, 1,000 uh, uh, on LinkedIn, uh, 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 5,000 on uh, four, uh, almost 5,000 on Facebook. Uh, but, but my point is that being involved and in seeing this new concept of uh, personal interaction and user-generated content, I began to realize the power of social networking and that if we could develop something from the ground up in terms of what we as a community desired and begin to build on what we as a community are able to do for ourselves, that's the uh, what the Urban Tech Fair is about. And it's not nothing new. It's what I see every day in every community all across the land as I travel and talk and visit with different groups and organizations. There are amazing people doing amazing things with little or no resources. And the Urban Tech Fair is about showcasing and highlighting 
our community and all the good things that are going on in our community and how we as a people working together, united in the spirit of Ubuntu, can begin to develop something that is bigger uh, than ourselves. All right. So, um, so that gives everyone at least you now we understand um, who the, who founded it, the brainchild, and why he brought it together. And these are like key things we want to take out this conversation. One, he talked about if we were to replace the media, what would we fill it with? He talked about all the great stories and great things actually going on in our community, but we don't know it. We don't know about it. We don't hear about it. And then about showcasing that. So these are the core, you know, um, pillars of the urban tech fair, which technology being one of the pillars and um, showcasing, you know, what the greatness in our community and it's the truth of the matter for us to move forward as a community, you know, we have to engage 21st century technology. And to be honest, as much as a digital divide does exist and as much as people say we're so far behind and as much as that can be true, at the same time, we are actually progenitors and really creators of the Internet and a lot of technology. Is that not true, Mr. Newsom? I was reading today where IBM finally admitted publicly, actually it was about a two-year-old post, but IBM finally admitted publicly that one of the creators of the personal computers, the people we think of today as the PC, was a black man that headed and directed that team. We've been involved on technology from every level, from the light bulb to the uh, uh, the latest startups. We're Fortune, we're leaders of Fortune 500 companies. Uh, uh, Time Warner has a black president. Is there? There we're excelling in every area. But to see how we perceive ourselves, or as the media perceives us, is we're still living in the 60s. Uh, we're still living in, in poverty. Uh, welfare moms still mean black women. You know what I'm saying? It's a whole different world out there. And what the media or what we're perceiving as being pumped into our community, as I've written about many times, seven companies control 95% of everything you see, hear, or read. And we wonder why we keep getting the same message over and over again. Mm-hmm. That is true. And... um. So from that, you know, you have the pillar, you have kind of the basis. So everybody kind of put that that into our mindset. Now, how does this refer to technology and an urban tech fair, and what does that actually mean? One of the first things we can say about the urban tech fair, um, this is a quote by Mr. Jim Newsom. While social networking is about user-generated content, the urban tech fair is about user-generated activity. So, again, that's another pillar. It's about what we are doing, what we have done, what we are doing, and what we are going to do. But as a collective, 
the Urban Tech Fair is a community-based initiative. It's a community-based movement. It's about not just showcasing our community, but collaborating with one another to bring to strengthen our communities. Once we realize all that we have and then we come together, we can build even stronger. So um, with that, our three focuses or another three pillars is access, education, and commerce. And so we state with focus on access, education, and commerce, the Urban Tech Fair is a 30-day interactive community-based digital experience where people come together to experience, well, we're going to say a digital movement. We're going to update that. We're going to update that right here. With a focus on access, education, and commerce, the Urban Tech Fair is a 30-day interactive community-based digital movement where people come together to experience, touch, and feel what is possible through technology and collaboration. It, it demonstrates the power of leveraging existing local resources and talent with 21st century technology. Now, this seems like a lot of words, but then we have our keywords. Access, education, and commerce. It is a 30-day experience, and it's interactive. Again, it's digital. It's community-based. It is um, interactive and digital as well as, I don't know, it's called real world. It's hands-on. It's digital and hands-on. And people come together. We experience. We touch. We feel. So, you know, that shows you it's not just virtual. You It's hands-on. And we and when we come together, we don't just learn, but we see all things that are possible. And we do this through technology and collaboration. And Let me so, uh, give you an ahead. example of what's possible. Uh, you know, and I write about this every day uh, in my different posts. But user interfaces are changing where the, the mouse and the keyboard are going to become non-existent whether you're talking about applications such as Siri, which is a voice-based uh, voice user interface. You're able to walk up to your car, and they have six different, I was reading today, they have six different car makers that are incorporating this into their cars, where you can walk up to your car and say, open the door, and it unlocks, pops the door open, step in and sit down, say, start up, it starts up. Say, adjust the seat, adjust the seat. That's a voice-activated user interface. Then they have other programs uh, through Xbox and uh, Microsoft that are motion-generated user interfaces where you're able to walk up to your TV and wave your hand and it turns on, point your finger and it starts flipping channels or turning the volume up or down based on how you move your body. And the whole world is changing around us as technology which incorporates every aspect of our lives from the food we eat 
is the way we uh, uh, think, walk, and communicate. We need to bring awareness, as you were saying earlier about the 21st century, about what is possible and what is coming down the pike and what's about to happen in our own backyards. Yes. Now, how we manifest this, one of the things, again, I'm, I'm giving information to help create images. So one of the things um, that, again, helps create imagery, what we attempt to do is to show you that Silicon Valley, and, you know, I myself in, in my marketing mode, you know, people have to relate to what Silicon Valley is. You know, we hear about it. Everybody doesn't fully know what you mean when you say Silicon Valley other than a place where technology, there's a lot of technology. But when I think of Silicon Valley, I think of talent, innovation, and more importantly is resources. So what we're saying, Silicon Valley actually exists in our own backyard. We have become so inward and so unattached to one another that we don't realize all who's really in our community. So we're not realizing the talent, the innovation, and the resources that are already right there. And, you know, if you want to say we have how we have pulled too inward and we have lost our kinship community, you know, we see that reflected in violence in the community because you say because no one, everybody's afraid to talk to, I'm too afraid, you know, understand no one can take your time. So we're responsible, you know, everybody's somebody's mother and everybody's someone's dad, you know, whether... I mean, it's just the truth, and we're responsible to one another. No man's an island. No one stands alone. We're all we're interdependent upon one another. So you see someone doing wrong, you know, correct them. You don't have to be nasty, whatever. And no, no matter the, it's not about the response. It's just about sharing. At the same time, when you see them doing good, acknowledge it, share it, and common courtesy goes a long way. But because of that, we don't know anymore what we have. So we are totally dependent upon what is fed to us. Uh, what's, just like a quick analogy today, um, the play is called Don't Sing No More Blues for Me that um, our theater company is producing. And it deals with the black male experience, and there's a black male as young as 19 that goes up, there, and it takes place in a barbershop. So they're men of all ages, and it just shows the interaction and all, but that extended family is really important. And on we do socially issue-driven plays. We had a talk back today where we talked about black male achievement, and we asked each of the cast members as we closed out, let us know one thing that we can do. You know, after we discussed what the problem was, um, then we talked about, well, what do you think we can do to make a difference? And one of the only woman in the cast, she stated, she said, unplug, you know, from the, um, so much media because we, you know, our kids and, and, and a lot of us have become so attached just to the media, to the, even the technology or whatnot, but that's the only information we're getting. And we need to, um, in our instance, as far as the urban tech fair, we're talking about connecting back out with one another. So just in that, um, 
as far as the urban tech fair, we want to um, for us to connect out with one another. And so the first thing, the urban tech fair is kicking off is a national 10-city tour grassroots community event. And we say national, but it's really global because one of the cities is already Bermuda and we already are have lots of talk with Africa. So I'm pretty sure by the time we end 2013, we will be outside of the United States. But it's a global 10-city tour of grassroots community events that are managed through neighborhood organizing committees. So we're moving from um, a national or central overall, and we're moving down directly into the neighborhoods. So your city is going to have an urban tech fair, and the urban tech fair your city is managed, you get together what's called um, organizing committee based off of a neighborhood or an area, you bring together an organizing committee. And each city has one, and then there's either a city leader or organizer and the organizing committee. And who are the type of people on your organizing committee? They are your community stakeholders, organization, nonprofits, churches, political leaders and servants, businesses, you know, these type of entities help and people as part of these entities make up your um, organizing committee and just individual volunteers from the community. And that is, you know, that's who makes up the urban tech fair in each city. Next, our urban tech fair is centered around two things, a virtual portal, which is a website that we build as a virtual portal. This is our communicator. And information in the city connects into the national, and this is how we all connect, our virtual portal. And that virtual portal features community resources, technology resources, information about education, all different type of things. It's going to feature local businesses and organizations and information, like I said, community resources, as well as um, resources in technology and education and how to get access. There's a special crowdfunding um, tool that we have developed, um, and it's, it's, it's unique, and um, that will be showcased there. And as well, there will be a one-week virtual expo that will be accessed through the virtual portal. So first you have your virtual portal. Then um, when it actually happens on a 30-day experience, the first thing we start with, which is our specialty thing, is a hardwired Wi-Fi cloud. And this cloud is placed in a commercial corridor in a neighborhood that the organizing committee designates. So give you an example. I'm in Philadelphia. We're working on Gerard Avenue. I'm not exactly how far and all, but we definitely probably will start at least around Front Street and go up probably at least to 19th Street, where Berean Institute. So, so if we're going from Front Street to 19th Street. That's about 20 blocks or so. I have no idea what it is in mileage. <laughs> But just going to um, tell you about how much mileage our Wi-Fi 
cloud covers. But what it is, when you go into this area, you will be able to access Wi-Fi. You'll be able to access the Internet through a Wi-Fi that's there. Why is it in a commercial corridor? Because one of the pillars, again, remember, is commerce. We want to drive people to our local businesses. These things, these businesses help sustain our neighborhoods. And so we want to bring attention to these local corridors. And it's not the corridors in our center cities where we have our downtown areas or center cities, but the commercial corridors that are inside of the local neighborhood. So since people can come down there and get free Wi-Fi, it will bring more people down there and, of course, bring attention and foot traffic to those local businesses. And so I'm going to bring Jim back on. It's just that he has some background noise. I'm going to bring Jim back on at this point. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's a, um, a beautiful overview of what we're trying to do with the Urban Tech Fair access, education, and commerce. To provide access, Viva Wi-Fi to the Internet, free Internet access in our community for the uh, period of the Urban Tech Fair, and access to funding relative to our crowdfunding and all the opportunities that the President's uh, job bills now brings to startup companies. Also, education, in terms of not only what's available, whether you're talking about K-12 through with the kids, and uh, uh, peer-to-peer mentoring, uh, SCAT tests, uh, uh, tutoring, online uh, uh, programs that provide vocational training, uh, visa coding, or gaming, or all the latest technologies, or even uh, the junior and community colleges that exist in every community that we're going to be in that are providing vocational and work skills right now today for those of us that are, are struggling through the uh, the greatest, uh, uh, hardest economic times since the uh, Great Depression. But I say all that to say access, education, and commerce is a holistic approach to dealing with our community and working together. Not to say that we have all the answers, but simply, as you spoke earlier, to demonstrate the possibilities of how technology can affect the small mar and pa business on Main Street. How instead of paying a hundred dollars a month or, or whatever a merchant fee for a credit card teller, you can now take your cell phone and swipe people's credit cards right there on the spot and get paid directly to your bank account. To make people feel comfortable with the security that's been installed by companies such as Cisco and and uh other um, blue chip micro company mic uh Internet companies that are trying to create a safe and secure environment for all of us to operate on. I to take the fear out of technology and to begin to make people aware of, as you say, the possibilities and what's coming down the pipe. One thing I wanted to touch on is when you were speaking about how, uh, you know, we're all together in this community, and when you see someone on the street, that someone's. Uh, mother or someone's uh, father or family member, I remember it brought to mind the uh, riots here in L.A. And I was on uh, The Tonight Show with Ted Koppel uh, talking about uh, our youth, how they were calling them uh, gangsters and thugs in the media, but on national news. But these were, you know, 
our kids, our neighbors down the street, our our, our, our cousins, our, our family members, and you know how it was not only the quote unquote illicit side of our, our community, the gangs, the drug dealers, and so forth, but also uh, the cultural side, whether you're talking about the Asians, the, uh, the Hispanics, how we all came together at one point. Even the gangs came together and had a truce uh, during the uh, uh, the riots in order that we could lift our own community here in Los Angeles back up and clean up our own neighborhoods. And this is what we have the power amongst ourselves as a community working together under the spirit of Ubuntu. Ubuntu meaning that I am because of all of you, that together as five fingers on a hand that we are stronger than individuals, one, working in our own little silos and dealing with our own little problems and thinking the whole world is stacked against us, that together we are our brother's keeper, and that through technology we can begin to break, make bonds and, and build bridges instead of dividing people who got to know each other one-on-one, know who is your neighbor, know who is the uh, owns the uh, the cleaners on the corner, or the uh, beauty shop down the street, and begin to work together as one community for one goal for the betterment of all of us. True. So, um, and we really we say these things. I know it's not necessarily technical and all, but again, in creating the the imagery and the the heart of the movement. It's technology, but it's very much community-based. That's probably what makes the urban tech fair movement different from a lot of technology things, whether they're closing a digital divide or this and that. The urban tech fair is based off of community and the community coming together and realizing all that we have. So it's really um, an interdependent movement. Now, the other aspect of the Urban Tech Fair, when we speak about where we're actually, um, when we speak about um, it actually taking place, again, and creating that picture. So you know that it is um, a national tour, but it takes place in local cities and local neighborhoods. And each one has its own organizing committee, so it has its own flavor. Now there, and then, um, so now we're there. These are the things we establish. We have a virtual portal. Then we come in. First thirty days, the first thing that goes in is the Wi-Fi cloud goes up. Once the Wi-Fi cloud is up, the expo launches. Then the, uh, Urban Tech Fair launches with a press conference right in that commercial corridor area. We host a press conference there on the ground, but we stream it globally. We stream it through the Urban Tech Fair TV and through um, – so it's going to be streamed on our live stream channel, on Facebook. It also gets streamed on our Google Plus page and YouTube all at the same time. And um, while they're different cities, they they do, generally do not overlap. Like one city does and then another city. Now, um, there may be some overlapping in the first couple weeks, 
but each um, on-the-ground expo and the virtual expos all happen separately. So we started off with the we, – we kicked it off in a commercial quarter, showing, um showing off our Wi-Fi cloud and getting people to come and sign up and for all the activities that are going to be going on during the 30 days. And here, again, we bring in an infrastructure – but in your city, you kind of, you fill in the pieces. We had a press conference. We tell you, but then your your businesses and your commercial carter they can come together, and come up with some ideas of things they can do. Since we're bringing people down there, they may have sidewalk sales. That's, I mean, that's like a really good thing for a commercial carter to have sidewalk sales. What other excellent ideas or whatever these you guys may have that's relevant to your city and all? That's what happens. The next thing is, you know, for the first couple of weeks, that's what we're doing. We're just driving people to the Wi-Fi cloud, letting everybody know the Urban Tech Fair is here. It's happening. You know, connect, sign up, go to the website, all of that the first two weeks. The third week, we have our virtual expo. And they get to the virtual expo by way of each city's own virtual portal. And we are also... Since these are classes, seminars, workshops, and different things online, some people don't mind learning alone. Some people like to do it in groups. So just because it's virtual doesn't mean you have to do it by yourself. So we are going to be partnering with our libraries, community centers, Internet cafes, and any place else you think is great. It may be some churches you know about, places where people can come together and experience you know, a seminar, workshop, or webinar um, from the virtual expo. All they have to do is be able to hook up a screen and a computer, and everybody can sit down, watch, and learn together. And as they learn, they can, you know, trade notes and enrich that experience. And after we do that for one week, then the last week we actually come into your town. This is when you get to meet. Mr. Jim Newson, you get to meet him live and in person because <laughs> he's going to be coming to your town. And so at that point in time, we um, come on into the town and we have a seven-day. Now, what's going to happen during that seven days on the ground was really key is going to be a tech challenge, a three-day tech challenge. And this tech challenge you know about ahead of time in each city, you get to decide what your tech challenge has to solve an issue. That's one thing. It's a tech challenge there to address an issue in your community. You let us know whatever it is. It will either manifest as an app or as a game. And so there are people that are used to being involved in tech challenges. A lot of times they call them hackathons. There are so many people in your community already know about these things. They're attending them, and they would be so happy and so ecstatic to have one right in the community. And the work they're doing is going to be helping create something that strengthens their own community. So it, we start off, and we have various different tracks. Um, the first day is Monday, and that is considered our media day. So on the media day, what we do, we focus on, um, we're going to be focused on publishing. 
We're going to be focusing in on journalism. Um, we're going to focus on different areas around that, and those are the tracks. And so each city will come up, whatever their different seminars, workshops, whoever want to present in their communities around that, that will happen on that Monday. Now, the other key thing that's going to happen on that first day is in the evening, there will be a digital town hall meeting that evening. So that's where the leaders of the community and all come together. And that's where you have to talk up the state of digital. What is the state of digital in your area, in your community? What's going on? Where are we? Where do we need to be? And how can we build a roadmap to get there? And there will be a town hall meeting on that. And so um, then Tuesday comes, and we kick Tuesday off with a breakfast. Now, in this breakfast, we have the um, – this breakfast is going to sit around Tuesday, I think, is our financial day. And I'm doing my best to open up our form. But Tuesday is our day we focus on financial. So our tracks are going to be financial. We're going to be um, crowdfunding, investing. This is so, so important. We have to support our own. There are a lot of dollars out here in the Silicon Valleys and all, but we need people from our own community who are also, you know, angel investors and um, disinvestors and people who are willing to fund startups that are from our own community. So we will be, you know, talking about the opportunities, if it's investment groups, how do you start investment groups, whatever different type of webinar and seminars and workshops that your city comes up with, those that will be the focus. So on that Tuesday, we are talking about um, – Okay, I'm I'm just bringing up the details. We're talking about community building, finance, investing, crowdfunding, banking, and IT. You know, IT has its own area, and then we have a lot of IT people. And just going back to Monday, since I had the forums, the tracks are publishing, journalism, radio, TV, print and digital, and then RSS feeds, things around media. As um, Tuesday morning, we kick it off with our breakfast. Then we have our workshops and seminars throughout the day. And then on Wednesday, um, we have – and then there will be exclusive membership events that will also happen. So you will have opportunity and people have opportunity to become members of the Urban Tech Fair, even though all of these things are free to attend. But as a member, there are special events for members and other special things you get by becoming a member, and it keeps you with an ongoing relationship with the Urban Tech Fair. Then on Wednesday, we're going to be looking at things like business education and digital literacy. And in the morning, there will be a, there'll be a virtual address, 9 a.m. in the morning, and we're talking about from concept to retail consumption, creating community-empowered vertical paradigms in business. Then again, more webinars, seminars, workshops, activities. Then our vendors, that's the day they load in. Because, of course, we can't have an expo or fair without vendors. 
And again, another membership event. On that Thursday, we have Trax Healthcare, Health and Wellness, Mobile Commuting, Computing, <laughs> Mobile Computing, and Cloud Computing. So that's all about all the opportunities in the mobile, cloud, all of those opportunities. Our Tax Expo begins that Thursday. We're talking about mobile the next five years. That's going to be a roundtable that will be streamed live. Then we have a workshop and seminars. And in the evening on Thursday, we'll be talking about the state of health care today and tomorrow. And that will be a panel discussion. Again, we have another membership event. And then that Friday, that's real fun. Those tracks are gamification and fame. Fame is fashion, film, art, music, and edutainment. So Friday is our fun day, and we're going to gamification. Believe it or not, they're using gamification in everyday business. Games are being used to teach and instruct and to train. And so we're talking about that whole field. So there are a lot of opportunity to any parents out there that talk. If your child said they actually brought home a game that they had to learn a bill for homework, and you didn't believe them, your child didn't lie. This is the future. <laughs> So on Friday, those are our tracks and our tech expo again will be continued. And we're going to talk about gamification, the new frontier, and gamification defined. And then we have um, our tech challenge kicks off. And then um, we are going to have live demonstrations of the latest technologies in film and fashion art, music, and edutainment. We're going to have demonstrations of the latest technologies in there. And then Saturday is another fun day because Saturday is our family day. It's STEM. It's a family affair. So that's science, technology, engineering, and math. That's a family affair. It is so important that the parents are in line with what's going on with the children, so when the children come back home, there is a support system to support them in their needs and their education. So for it's a family affair, and that's our community day. We're going to have career fair going on, our physical engagements. We're going to have Wii, Kinetic, and Xbox stations, so everybody can have something fun to do that's physical so we don't stay too stagnant. There will be um, exhibits and activities and workshops all around STEM for the whole family. We're going to be um, also including things from BDPA, their youth program, the Urban Leagues youth program, and the NAACP youth program. We will have um, the Tech Expo will be continuing. The Tech Challenge will be going on. Like we said, our career and college fair and all of these different activities will be going on. And then we end on a Sunday with the ecumenical prayer breakfast and with a speaker talking about cost-effectively using technology to teach, uplift, serve, and grow. And um, our Tech Expo continues and our Tech Challenge closes out. So um, that just gives you an idea, kind of gives you a specific idea of what an urban tech fair looks like. So, Jim, what do you have to say? <laughs> you know, you raised such a 
great vision and picture of how you point that day by day, uh, event by event, uh, workshop by workshop, seminar by seminar uh, scenario of what an urban tech fair will become. I just wanted to emphasize that uh, we will be having this is not just us, it's a grassroots uh, movement, but it's a international and and think tank of blacks from around the country who have already committed to discussing this on our Facebook and our LinkedIn pages, where we will have the support of people like uh, Mike Green of America 21 doing our workshops and seminars. We will have experts from uh, Best Buy and, and doing uh, employment uh, training programs and digital literacy programs. We will be having, uh, as as you mentioned, uh, people from the NAACP, the BDPA, the Urban League, the 100 Black Men, all these great organizations that are working in our community every day doing good work and not being patronized for. Uh, it, it will be a series of some of the most well-known names in black name technology as we begin to paint a different face on what a geek is. A geek isn't some 20-year-old white kid with uh, 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 shirt protectors and, and glasses on. A geek is you. A geek is me. A geek is us. And this is what we as a country must begin to develop this mindset as we enter the 21st century and begin to develop new products, new sources of revenues, and new ways to to generate income for our community. Okay. Well, I think that pretty much gives us the details. I just want to say a shout-out, even though they probably went because we stopped streaming. But I do want to give a shout-out to Cynthia and my America, Kaka, KKK. They were all in the chat room. With the Lucky Land Plus, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member SIPC. 